God bless you, brothers and sisters. We're going to continue to pray. Uh, this is part two of the prayer that I began earlier. And so, Father, we continue to pray and we continue to lift you up today and thank you for what you're going to do in Afghanistan and thank you for what you're going to do in these different countries all around the world today. Thank you for what you're going to do, Lord, on every continent today that the name of Jesus is being represented, God. We thank you for how you're moving today by your spirit, Lord. You're moving mightily upon the earth today and we thank you for blessing the people of God to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ, to be your ambassadors, Lord, as they go out every single day. We thank you for anointing them with the Holy Ghost, Lord, and fire as they go out, Lord God, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, sharing with their neighbors today, Lord, sharing with the people around them, Lord, the people they work with. Father God, sharing with each one of them, we thank you for that, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for every person, Lord, in the body of Christ. We're so grateful today. Father, we pray for all of our lost brothers and sisters all around the world. Lord God, they're lost. They don't know you as Jesus, uh, as Lord. They don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and they need you today. We pray for all of our Muslim uh, uh, folks, Lord God. We lift them up, Father. Lord, that you would just shine the light, Lord. Help them to see, Father, what they're what they're missing and help them to see that Jesus Christ is Lord. Father, he's not just a good person. He's not just a good man. Lord, he's not just a good prophet, Lord, but he is God. And I thank you so much, Lord. Help them to get that revelation that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth and the life. And no man can come to the father except they first come through Jesus. Lord, we pray for all those in some of these wayward religions today. They think they're headed in the right direction and we're so concerned about them today. So we thank you for anointing your people to reach people who are lost or people who are in bondage to some of these religions today. Father, we pray for folks that's sitting right up there in church and they don't even know you today. They might be sitting in a Baptist church. They might be sitting in a Pentecostal church. They might be sitting in a community church, Lord, or they may be sitting in a Presbyterian service or Catholic church and they don't know you. They've never received you. But Lord, they're leaning to religion today. And Lord God, we thank you for just sending someone in their path to tell them about the goodness of Jesus today. Lord, this is all about you. It's all about you, Lord God. And it's all about folks uh, knowing who you are, Father, so that we can live with you forever once we leave this earth. And so we pray today, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would just continue to make those opportunities for us, Lord, to tell others about you. And we thank you so much and we praise you so much. Father, you see everything that's going on around us. You see the direction that we need to go, Lord. And, and you see, Lord, many people, uh, they're in different situations and different circumstances. No matter where we are, we all have our fights, Lord God. Some are in the battle with giants in their lives today. Father, maybe they're hooked on uh, something as simple as cigarettes, but that's a giant to them. Lord, maybe they're hooked on uh, things like uh, drugs and alcohol. Lord, maybe they're hooked on pornography. 
Maybe they're hooked on other bondages and they don't know how to get free. But I thank you, Lord, for the revelation right now that as they listen today, who the son sets free is free indeed. And that you would give them the revelation on how to stay free, on how to keep the door closed to the devil today. Lord God, he's out there like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But it's just like the scripture says, like a roaring lion. But Lord God, we know who the real lion is, the lion of the tribe of Judah. We know today, Lord God, he's out there. That devil's out there pretending, Lord God. But we know who the king of kings and the Lord of lords is. It's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so we thank you, Lord, for just touching those people. Lord, breaking the chains of bondages in their lives today in every way. We just thank you for that, Lord. Thank you so much. Now we pray, Lord, for all the We pray for all the families and financial issues. We lift those up to you because you promise to supply all of our needs according to our riches and glory by Christ Jesus today. And so we just want to say thank you today. Father, we pray for all those who are sick um, in the hospital because of COVID. We pray for them today. Maybe uh, our brothers and sisters have relatives sick of COVID, sick of cancer uh, or other diseases. We pray for healing today in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Again, you were stretched on that cross and you were whipped. Lord, you took 39 stripes for every major category of sickness and disease. Father, you took sickness on you. So why should we have to take it on us? So we pray today for freedom from sickness and disease today. Lord, we thank you that we're free from the curse. Lord, you broke the curse. You destroyed the curse on that cross. Lord God, I thank you. You took our place and we're so grateful and thankful to you. So, Father, we just thank you for meeting all of our needs. We thank you for doing exceedingly abundantly above more than we can ask or think according to the power that works within us. And we give you the praise and we give you the honor and the glory. And we ask all these things in Jesus name. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, if you uh, set your faith with that prayer, then let's look for some results because God is faithful. The one thing that I found out about the Lord is that he will answer prayer. And that's really about you, about developing your relationship, you know, with God so that you can be assured that when you get in trouble, that he'll be right there with you. And the key to that, you know, is getting up uh, in the morning or, you know, when you get find your time of the day, where you can fellowship with the Lord. And it's hard because Satan is going to fight you at every hand. He's going to be right there to try to uh, stop you, to discourage you. If you like to read your Bible at night, he's going to try to put you to sleep or tell you that your best show is on. And, and that's hard because we all go through that because it's, it's difficult. Remember, we still live in this flesh and it's up to us to take authority over this flesh so that we can do the will of the Lord. And God is, is, you know, he's faithful in everything. Um, and so what we, what we should do is work on those relationships that are in secret. So, you know, when we have situations out there in the open, God will be right there for us. And we'll have confidence. We'll have confidence in our father, knowing that he will meet every need. You know, one of the things I'd like to say to you is that if you look back on your life, Look back on what God has previously done for you. You were in a situation and God delivered you. If you've ever experienced that, 
you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so, you know, you thought uh, you you thought you were going down. There was uh, no way out of the situation. And then God came through and he delivered you. And you were like, wow, you know, and this stuff works. Of course it does. But the thing is, the next time that you get in a different situation, God may not do it the same way. In fact, I can assure you that it's probably going to be done a different way, which is going to require you to wait and believe him. You know, and sometimes it gets really um, concerning when you're waiting. You know, uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, you, you stand in and believe in God and that devil's talking to you in your ear, telling you that God ain't going to do it. Or where is God and all these other kind of things. And and it seems like the situation is getting bad. And you're saying, God, OK, anytime now, anytime now. And he's saying, trust me, stand on my word. You know, believe me. And we say, OK, God, we're believing you. And so then you watch God deliver you. Well, those are the things that you have to do. I don't know if you remember in First uh, Samuel 17, uh, Israel is is the whole army is uh, they're in they're going to battle the Philistines. So they meet in this place and there's like kind of a valley, you know, and you have one army on one side of the valley and another army on the other side. And so down in the valley, there's this big dude named Goliath and he's coming out and he's threatening the people of Israel and he's telling them, you know, send me out a man to fight with me. And if he if, if he wins, we'll be your servant. But if I win, you guys will be my servant. And the king was scared. That was King Saul at the time. Everybody was scared. They were terrified. They've never seen anybody like this. You know, and they were looking at it from a physical standpoint. Physically, they didn't match up with the uh, giant that was out there. And, you know, you might be going through right now through something that you're not matching up. Maybe you're going through cancer and you can't see how you match up with that giant. But here was the key. One of the things that you have to look at is this young man named David, who would ultimately face Goliath. David was a shepherd. And while David was uh, out in the field, uh, David had encounters with a lion, with a bear, and he killed him with his bare hands. Right. Right. And so you have to look back on your testimonies and see where God delivered you from tough situations. So as you're battling that sickness or that cancer, you know, you can have that to fall back on knowing that God delivered me from this. Surely he'll deliver me from that, because later on, when David is uh, is talking to Saul, trying to convince him to let him go out and fight the giant, Saul is very worried and Saul is saying, no, you're too small and talking about how big this giant was and that he was a a warrior, you know, from his youth. But then David said, sire, king, I was a shepherd. And while I was tending my sheep, a lion came and took one of my sheep and a bear came and took one of my sheep. And I went out and I got my sheep back and I killed the lion and I killed the bear. So David looked back on his past successes. He looked back on how God had helped him in the past. And so moving forward, David was able to use that testimony to fight that giant. So instead of David cowering like the rest of the Israelites, including the king, instead of David shrinking back, 
saying, oh, my God, he's too big. He's a giant. Instead of David doing that, David stood strong on the Lord. He says that he told the giant, he says, you come to me with a sword and a shield. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts of the armies of Israel. Glory to God. So David came out. He came out speaking the word. He came out talking, saying uh, what he was going to do. He told the giant, he says, this day, I'm going to feed your carcass to the fowls of the air. He told him this day, I'm going to defeat you. God has given me the victory because the giant was telling him how he was going to destroy David. And instead of David listening to his lies, David fired back with, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. And he told David, told the giant exactly what he was going to do. Sometimes when you're facing the devil, in fact, when you're facing the devil, period, you have to talk back. You have to use the word. When the Satan tried to tempt Jesus in the wilderness, Jesus didn't tell him, devil, uh, uh, I'm ignoring you. I, I don't see you. I pretend you don't exist. But no, Jesus spoke he said, it is written. Every time Jesus spoke to the devil, he said, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. You know, or it is written, thou shalt serve only the Lord thy God, and him only shall I serve. So Jesus used the word. David used the word because he stood on the word, and he began to talk God talk. That's faith talk. Instead of talking what you see, you talk what you expect. And David said, I expect to win. I'm standing here knowing that I'm anointed to win. And I got five smooth stones in my bag and I'm going to take one out. And when I throw that thing, God's going to get that stone and he's going to move it straight to that target. And when David told that giant what he was going to do, David ran towards him. He put that rock in that sling and he launched that rock forward. And the Bible says that that rock hit the giant in the forehead. I believe the spirit of the Lord just just forced that rock into that giant's forehead. It was a strike. It was a, a, a round that landed on target and it knocked that giant down to the ground. David ran. He didn't have a sword in his hand. He grabbed the giant sword and cut his head off. And the victory belongs to the Lord. You know, the battle, the Bible says that the battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. You know, so, yeah, you have to be out there and be a participant, but you're not the one that's going to win the battle. It's God that's going to win it through you. That's what I like, because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You know, I remember when Jehoshaphat was surrounded by three nations. Oh, I love this story. But Jehoshaphat was surrounded by three nations. He had three different nations on each side and poor Judah. I mean, that was like a slaughter. Like Judah was going to get crushed. There was no way they could win because militarily they didn't match up with those three nations. Right. And when Jehoshaphat heard that those three nations had formed an allegiance, had formed a uh, sort of a team, they were they were going to come together to take over Judah. Jehoshaphat feared and he went to the Lord. Jehoshaphat set himself to pray, uh, got those sackcloth and ashes out. And he and he got himself down the people of God uh, all in Judah. He declared a, a fast and all the people fasted and prayed. And one day that the, 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 the uh, presence of the Lord came upon the prophet 
and told Jehoshaphat what to do, but basically told him that the battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. And he told Jehoshaphat, I want you to wake up in the morning and send me 10 praisers down there and just have them praise the Lord. And those praises praise the Lord. And the Bible says that God set ambushments and one uh, country killed the other country. And then that country fought the other country. And so God turned them all against each other. And the scripture says that Judah didn't have to do anything. All they had to do was praise the Lord and the battle was fought. The battle was won. And what we don't understand is that God is fighting our battle. He really is. We just have to stand on his word and believe the word. And so when you pray, you believe that God is moving on your behalf, that God is doing it. You have to be the mouthpiece. You do have to speak and you have to act in faith and you have to stand on the word and believe what God said. And so those are just a couple of examples, probably two of my favorite stories in the Bible. You know, when you go back to the Old Testament, I love Old Testament stories because, you know, they're a type of shadow of the New Testament. And it basically shows you how God, you know, moves on our behalf and how he does things. So just remember that if you got something that you need done, you know, start using the word, praying, speaking to it, taking authority over it. Right. And watch God move on your behalf. Well, brothers and sisters, y'all be blessed. And uh, I look forward to chatting with you next time. Uh, This is Brother Leonard. Peace out.